Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. I we were going to wait for you to do your stupid TV stuff. You know what? Keep that on the podcast alongside the Caddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Caddy who actually got a job and is in uh, Bristol in studio, Michael Collins. I am the Sports Center host from 10 to 1 p.m. earlier today. Also Smacker. with a job, Matt Barry. First, <laughs> if you aren't already, you should download and subscribe to not only Matt and the Caddy, the podcast, but another ESPN podcast, Behind the Bets with Doug Kazarian. Doug takes you inside the world of Las Vegas with info straight from the odds makers themselves. Go download and subscribe to Behind the Bets and Maddie and the Caddy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, all right, round one of the Masters is in the books. We're excited. Well, not in the books. Delayed. Well, no, it ain't. <laughs> well, he's it, right. There's there, there's darkness. There's players out there. Uh, Thursday is about done. How about Thursday that? Is about, yeah, Thursday. The, the first day of the scheduled tournament is in the books. And uh, we're excited this week because we're going to do quick round recaps for you Thursday, today, Friday, tomorrow, and then an entire tournament recap on Sunday after it's, it's we hope and think that it's over. Um, first impressions, Caddy, go ahead. Um, social media was fun to follow when Bryson DeChambeau started off the way that he started off. Yeah, I hate to say I told you so. And actually, no, I don't hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Drive it for show. It doesn't matter. This is a second shot golf course. You know how many fairways Bryson DeChambeau hit? Eight. Tiger hit more than he did. And oh, yeah, Tiger beating him, which, look, you know what? I don't know why I brought Tiger up because I. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't see that coming, and neither did you, though. Well, can we can we stay in one fairway before we go to another? Let's break down Bryson. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's it. I, I'm not an "I told you so" person until the tournament is over. True. And I, you are right that Bryson was all over the place. Found his way to get back in it. Got to one under, two under at one point. Then he then he bogeyed his last hole, and. It wasn't – look, he does some very uh, titleist, ballsy things <clears throat> with how he believes that he can overpower a course. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I don't, by any stretch of the imagination, think that Bryson is out of this. Um, he certainly did not get off to the start that we all, at least a lot of us, not you, anticipated that he would start off with. But Bryson, again, he's one of those players that's very confident – in his ability to overpower a golf course, and at least through his first round, look, he still shot a two under. I mean, he's his only- putter saved his booty. This dude only hit 11 out of 18 greens in regulation, but he right. had 28 putts, eight out of 14 fairways, and 11 out of 18 greens is not going to get it done, even no, but, at Augusta. But it ain't two under, get it done. But two under, Caddy, he's he's not out of it. By Two no- under on a course where in the afternoon guys are throwing darts. I mean, absolutely throwing darts. And yeah, well, look, if if we have a big picture thought on on the what's transpired in the first round for those that completed it, is just that. The rain came in, the conditions were gettable. 
the course was gettable and guys like, and I'm not going to throw you, I told you so, but I told you so, Paul Casey, who I picked as my sleeper, mm. took advantage firing a 65. Webb Simpson, another guy, five under. Xander Shoffley, five under. Hideki, four under. Lee Westwood, great story, four under. Louis Eustace, mm. four under. Patrick Reed, former champ, four under. And then Tiger Woods, four under. These were guys, Caddy, that came out, probably were licking their chops when they saw that they could actually hit greens and make the ball do what they wanted to on the greens because the course was, was takeable. Well, the balls were doing things on the greens that they weren't always expecting. Like on the seventh hole, that's a short par four that a lot of guys take advantage of. But because the ball was spinning so much, if they went right at that flag and missed a little bit to the right, it would spin almost off the front of the green. You know, Brooks Kepka learned that the hard way. Even Tiger hit a ball past pin high, and it spun down to the front edge of the green. Now, he was lucky enough to two-putt, but this golf course changes more than any other golf course throughout the week. So the irony of this golf course today and the guys that are still going to have a bunch of holes to finish going into Friday is the greens and the course itself is going to change. The other thing about this golf course, I have never, ever, in the however many years it's been that I've been watching the Masters, heard more guys screaming plug when they hit tee shots. And the reason that they're yelling plug is because they were getting so many mud balls. Yeah. And the reason that they wanted the ball to plug is because if the ball plugs in the fairway, then you get to live clean and place it. And that was just a strange thing to hear around Augusta with no patrons and no grandstands. The look of the golf course as well was a lot different. It was so different not having grandstands and kind of being able to It was see. weird, wasn't it? Yeah, man. Being able to look across that golf course, some of the shots normally where you would see a whole bunch of people, like that par 3 16th hole, Andy North said it on SportsCenter this morning, and I thought about it then as soon as it came up, and I saw it and was like, you know what? I never, You don't really ever think about the water on 16 because the fans are everywhere, so the hole is framed so differently. Right. When those grandstands aren't there, you're like, yo, that pond's pretty big. Like, mm -hmm. it was it, – it, the golf course just looked different. I am anxious to see because how, of how the wind died down – which is also why guys were firing at flag sticks confidently and you see such low scoring. I am anxious to see, one, how much moisture they're able to get out of the greens going into Friday. Yeah. And two, wind. Come on, Mother Nature. Just give me one day where it's blowing 25. Because I want to know when it starts swirling in those, in those pine trees without the grandstands. Even Ian Poulter told me on Monday, he, they're going to face winds they've never faced before because of how it swirls. Yeah, it's going to open itself up. And I think that was one of the things that I had, I had noticed watching the first round were a couple of things. One, there were spots. I think most of the guys, I believe it was on two, the par five second, where a couple of the guys missed their tee shots, but they knew they could bail out so far right because you can even see the path there to the right of the greenside bunker where the patrons typically are, leaving themselves about 50 to 55 yards 
which is, I think Justin Thomas took advantage of it and stuck one within a kick in birdie. Yes. So they, they are able to, you know, plod their way around the course and areas where there would typically be a grandstand or maybe a collection of people, you can miss there now almost to an advantage to give yourself a look that maybe otherwise you wouldn't have had. Well, it's great that you brought up too, because even Webb Simpson in his post-round interview talked about where that flag was on number two and the way that guys were hitting shots into that, into that green. It might've been Paul Casey. Normally he said, you, you, there's no way you're going at that flag because it's going to one hop and go into the patrons. And then you got no chance of getting it up and down. Well, guys now had zero fear because the greens were so soft. Dustin Johnson was one of those in the second. I mean, he put his, I mean, he had a, it was a five footer for Eagle. He looked like he was playing a par four. And typically you don't know that they're going to, cause that, that, that pin placement for those who weren't studying it, watching it, it was upper left. And typically that's jail. If you go at the right at it. Yeah. Because you're, you know, it's a risk reward type that thing. That first hop normally on number two, the first hop on that green is at minimum three quarters up the flag stick. That's how high the ball will bounce the first time. Where now, because of the weather they got in the morning and the delay and then the humid temperatures, that's one of the other things where sub air only works to a certain point. Yep. And if the temperature stays really humid, then the moisture stays on top and it's really difficult for the sub air to get it out. So well, it'll not be a, interesting now yeah, that the sun's out. And you talk about the sub air system as well. That's a lot of work for them to do based on the weather they had early. I mean, at that point, mm, yeah. those guys knew that the course was going to be gettable. Let's, uh, let's go into Tiger in his first round. It was his best opening round as a defending champ ever. No, it was his first bogey-free first round ever at the Masters, ever. Man, can I get all my stats in? I was going to that one next. I was just letting oh. you know that as a defending champ, this was his best round ever, and then his first bogey-free round, first round ever. And he just looked comfortable. And you again, know what he did? He, Tiger, Tiger did the most important thing that you can do around Augusta National – and it sounds dumb, but he was boring. That's it. He was boring. I mean, he hit 10 out of 14 fairways, and he hit 15 out of 18 greens and had 30 putts. Was there anything really spectacular in there, like a Patrick Reed shot from the ninth in the pot? Oh, no. Man. Yeah. No. I know that shot was pretty amazing. But, but Tiger didn't experience. do anything crazy. Spe- yeah, and – you know what scared me? What scared me was afterwards when he goes, yeah, I felt like everything just was pretty good. Like he didn't have one complaint about any part of his game. Well, you and I talked about it on, our, on, our, on the Twitter show yesterday, and we talked about it on the podcast, the preview podcast, and we'll say it again here today. And I've, I've been this way with Tiger every year at the Masters, which is why I, I was confident that he would win another one was that it doesn't matter the state of his life or game. This is a course of extreme comfort for him. He hadn't played well coming into this tournament. We knew he hadn't played well coming into this tournament. But you know what? It doesn't matter at the Masters because he knows how to play it as good or better than anyone out there in the field other than Phil Mickelson, maybe uh, Freddie Couples, some of these guys that have been out there for a long time. And he just knows how to – it's a comfort food for him. And he's – look – I didn't think he would be in contention 
Um, I thought he'd find his way to the top 20, top 25. Look, there's a ton of golf to be played. There's a ton of weather changes that could happen. But I loved what I saw out of him in his first round. Loved it. I absolutely agree. But there's a part of me that's nervous now. And the part of me that's nervous now is how many holes do they have to play consecutively on Friday? That's the thing. At some point, it's going to catch up where it's like when the body goes, wait, we no, we're only doing 18 of this walk and this, this right. these swings. And now if you got to do more of that, when does the body go, okay, but you're going to have to pay for it. Like, you're going to have to, you got to put in for this. So that's, that's the one thing that makes me nervous. For him, like I love the headspace for Tiger. I love the headspace that he's in right now. Mm-hmm. And I'll be a, like, I would like last year and probably even more. So I would be over the moon, happy to be wrong. If he gets, if he gets into legit contention going into this final round, Hopefully that's on Sunday. I would love to see that happen. But right now I am still very apprehensive when it comes to him because it's just one good round. Well, and it's one good round on very gettable conditions. If you look who's out of the course, yes. that's going to have to finish their first round on Friday. Adam Scott through 10, four under Justin Thomas through nine, four under uh, some other contenders that, 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 we believe could make a run. Ricky Fowler started well. He's through 11 at three under Matthew Wolf, uh, three under, he's going to be back out there. Dustin Johnson, he's through eight. He's at three under. So there are a lot of guys out there. They're going to have to go finish their golf on Friday morning and then turn around and do it again. And, you know, we, we typically touch on this every master's podcast and preview. This is one of the toughest, if not toughest walks on tour. And so, you know, Physical shape is going to come into it. But look, if Augusta National did one thing for us in the first round, it's that it gave us a course that was gettable early and some of the best players responded with a brilliant first round. Yeah, and and we saw guys that we didn't expect to shoot super-duper low. Like, you know, Lee Westwood. You know what? I shouldn't say that we didn't expect. There's always – He's you know another how it guy. always happens? Every single Masters, every single Masters, what happens is there's one older dude that does something. You're like, what? Like, how about Larry Mize shooting two under? Two under, yeah. Larry Mize, at 137 years old, tied Bryson DeChambeau. And, oh, yeah, for all the talk about Bryson DeChambeau and length, Bryson's drive on number nine, 364 yards. You know how far Phil hit his drive on nine? How far? 365. It's that coffee he drinks. <laughs> Bruh, that, I'm not going to lie. It's good coffee. I wanted to hate on it, but it is that, good coffee. It's that fit coffee with all the trans fats in it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but Phil is, Phil is even – Cinnamon. Phil has uh, taken the next step in his, in his golf journey with, with getting in shape. Um, but Lee Westwood's a guy familiar with the course. He's had so many runners up and so many opportunities to get his green jacket. It's his first masters since 2017. He finds himself in contention. A couple of guys I'm surprised with, uh, our guy Brooks Kepka, one over through nine. 
Uh, he's kind of just finding his way through the course. Rory McIlroy, even through nine, hasn't put together anything special in his front nine, in his first nine. Ricky's uh, three under through 11. This is a dude who told me on Monday that his game was kind of just not exactly where he wanted it to be. And you want to talk about smart. Making sure you're through 11 holes and finishing 11 holes correct. before dark, man, it is so much better to even – I know the 12 can be harrowing, but if you're going to hit a shot first thing in the morning, having a shot with no breeze at 12 whatsoever early in the morning as opposed to trying to play – the brutality that is the 11th yeah man ricky played it smart and jt too like jt he still has to play number 11 but justin thomas looked like he was going to birdie every single hole out the box yeah he, he, he was, came he was playing that well so he came out well came out looking like a player that we've said numerous times like this this player when hitting when at the peak of his powers might be the best iron striker on tour Hmm. Is it? Are you okay with the fact that fifty dudes are better than par at Augusta National right now, out of ninety-two? Yeah. So more it. than half the field. Okay, you're cool with that. Oh, I don't yeah, think I it'll it. stay that way. That's what I'm I saying. That's why I Augusta love it. National looks at this and it was like, yeah, all right, we gave y'all boys a day. Now it's our turn. Yeah, that that's why I like it because we both know that this place on any given overnight mo job of the greens and sub air and conditions, we know that this course will get you back. Would you rather be done with your 18 and have to wait and see how much golf you're going to get in Friday or would you rather be in the position of the guys that are tomorrow when I get to the golf course, I'm just going to play until we're done. I love Which that. That's, that's an awesome question. Um, I think that I'm on the side of I got my 18 in because I know what conditions I dealt with today. So I know that I got a full round in under, the, under very scorable conditions. See, I'm the opposite. But see, but the I'll, guy, think about it. The guys this morning that are going to have to go do it, they were waiting all day to find out yeah, but they were going to go off. Nah, man. They, You know what? You wake up. Uh, you knew you had an afternoon tea time anyway or a later tea time. So you wake up late, you turn on the TV, you look at your phone because they send a text message to your phone, two-hour delay, here's your new tea time, go back to sleep. Stay in bed, relax, because you know how long the next day is going to be. Now, if you're playing well, you have a great dinner, you know, look, it's still early. So even though tea time, you're going to be yeah, 7.30 right. in the morning, that's the thing. You're still getting plenty of sleep tonight. Go grab something to eat, get yourself knocked out, wake up in the morning and let's just go. And if it's going good, then guess what? You are the one who's on the course as the course is changing. So it's not like you show up at the course and go, man, this course is completely different than what I saw on Thursday. Yeah. Cause it, it'll be different, but the guys who are starting early tomorrow and playing all day, I think they're in the best position. That's not a bad take at it. I just look at if I'm Paul Casey or Webb or Xander or, or one of these guys like Tiger, especially Lee Westwood, you know, get in the clubhouse with a full round in the bag. You've got your 18 and you go home, go to your house knowing, Hey, tomorrow's going to be a long day. Those you know? guys already been at their house though. That's the thing. They've been at their house and now they're the guys that are going to have to wait. 
I think I think it's harder for those guys to be at the house, wake up tomorrow morning, and once you start watching it on TV, you're trying to pick out little nuances. The problem is when you get to the golf course, it's not going to play like what the guys you're watching. No, you're gonna have to pay. You're gonna have to have your caddy pay very close attention to what's going on out there because I I got to look at the weather forecast for for what it appears to be. Uh, I thought I saw a twenty percent chance of rain. It I, looks like it's going to be similar to what it was late this afternoon, but that the wind might pick up just a little bit, which also means the course dries out. The one good thing for those guys who have to sit at home and wait, they're not going to have mud balls in the fairway. You could hear a couple of times. I think uh, Kokrak hit one, and you heard him yell mud ball. Yeah. Because yep. his wasn't in the fairway, so you can't lift clean in place when it's not in the fairway. But There was no lift it. clean in place anyway. This is I was talking to Gene Wojciechowski about this on, on the Twitter show because Gene was the guest on the Twitter show today and was like, hey, it didn't occur to anybody maybe to play lift clean in place for the first round? Oh, I thought you said there was. No, well, they were they saying were plug. Not. not well. You know why guys were yelling plug? Because if the ball plugs in the fairway, if it plugs in its pitch mark, and the pitch mark and it breaks ground, you get to put a tee in the ground, pick it up, clean the golf ball. That's what I was just talking it. about. That's what I was talking yes. about with with Coke yeah. yeah, yeah, those guys. But the thing is, if that ball hits and hops out of its pitch mark and has a big clump of mud on it. That's why you heard a lot of guys go, oh, the mud ball got me. Yeah. Even Phil on the broadcast was saying, man, with the mud on this side, I really thought it was going to do that. But actually, you know, to Phil, gosh darn it. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know, that's Phil. Oh, man, I thought the mud was going to make it do this. Uh, it didn't really. So the one good thing is by tomorrow late afternoon, I don't think the guys are going to have to deal with that. There's sub air on the greens, but there ain't sub air in the fairways. So tomorrow I'm looking at the weather forecast. It looks perfect. It looks a little cloudy in the morning, but then partly cloudy, partly cloudy, mostly sunny. And the highest wind that I see is about six miles an hour. Oh, man. All right. So those guys early, if it stays overcast in the morning, that means the moisture will stay at the top of the ground. That also means that they won't get the greens as firm. They'll still be fast, but they won't be firm, which means these guys are going to be able to come out and keep firing at flagsticks. As I and it see won't it, be until the afternoon that the greens start finally drying out. The sun has to get on them for a little while, so it's going to be fun. Highest winds, as I see it, according to the weather website that I'm looking at, uh, 10 miles an hour on Sunday at 1, 2 o'clock, and that's it. So we're not getting the wind, which, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, you okay. Can. All right, well, Bryson, gonna, he, Bryson might have some catching up to do there, partner. So these guys aren't going to stop going low. You know what happens when these guys get confident. They don't care what the name of the golf course is after that. So no, they just they just fire at it like it's your They just fire. Yeah, I like the way that the – I do like, without the patrons, now how that second cut of rough is significant. It does make a difference. It does. Missing these fairways, which is good, and I'm cool with that, but – I sure would like to see these greens get really firm, at least, you know, so. All right, so as we wrap up our day one recap, if you had to sum it up, how would you sum it up? I am ridiculously excited that the Masters is here. I am also slack-jawed at what it's like without 
patrons and roars and fans. And, and it is as happy as I am that we're back playing again. I actually feel bad for some of the players because they even they were talking about we didn't know just if we hit really good shots and we didn't know what everyone else was doing around the golf course. So it's going to take some getting used to. But, man, so it's cool to see that golf course. A follow up with that with for you we had had this a long time ago during the middle of quarantine would you rather have a master's period or or wait for patrons to come back what do you what's your vote after round one or after thursday with, i'm sticking with what i originally said which is not what you said and that is i'm happy that the masters is being played okay I'm yeah. happy that the Masters is being played. I, I could push it both ways. I could say I loved watching today, but I could also say it's you're not really watching the Masters. You're watching players play Augusta National Golf Club. Um, right? Yeah. So, that, you know, yeah. so, so I, I think that's my take on it. I, again, I, I could split the fairway on this one. I'm happy they're out there, but we're not we're, – we're watching the best players in the world play Augusta National Golf Club, and for me, that's right. entertaining enough. And if I had yeah. to sum it up today as best I could – I'd say that the course was obviously very uh, gettable for these, these players, but also it's allowed itself for staying power with storylines. And by that, Paul Casey in search of a major championship, Xander Shoffley, young player in search of a major championship, Hideki Matsuyama trying to be the first Japan born player to win a major championship. And then you've got Tiger Woods right in there. So this first Thursday, because it's not complete the first round, but right. Thursday at least allowed itself to start penning some storylines that I think have staying power. The potential storylines that are out there, if these guys get into contention over the names that are, oh, you know, that's what makes this so great. And that's what makes it awesome that we're going to have a Friday. So we'll be able to talk about after after Friday's over, regardless of where they are, we'll be here. That's right. So we have daily recaps. This was Thursdays. We've got Friday hiatus on Saturday for the college football. And then our Sunday podcast is going to be what a live. <laughs> it's that's true. The five bomb show. That's what I'm telling. Is uh, it's going to be a live Twitter video show that's mm. going to be simulcast and recorded for the podcast. Yep. So that'll be fun. So yeah, looking dude. forward to it. I loved the first day of this tournament of great players at Augusta National Golf Club. We'll call it the Masters next year. April. What do you think? God willing, patrons and everyone back back to form. Oh, fingers crossed, brother. All right, for the caddy, go do some TV. Michael Collins. Yeah, I'm I know. For, for the half-day working Maddie, go ahead, man. Oh, please. This has been day one of the Masters. Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.